morning, everyone. Um, I really appreciate that uh, we were able to do the Lord's Supper this morning. That was really awesome. I didn't know we were coming on the day y'all were doing it, but I'm, I'm really happy we did. And I thank you guys for letting us share in that with you. I just want to pray real quick in honor of the Lord's Supper again. Just, Lord, I just can't thank you enough for the mocking and the ridicule and the pain you suffered through on that cross in my place, in all of our places. We're sinners, Lord. We're broken. We live in this broken world. And without you, we wouldn't have that way back to the Father. We wouldn't have the promise of eternity with you and true joy and happiness, Lord. So I just can't, I can't thank you enough for everything that you did for us. And I, I just pray that each and every person, Lord, can hear your gospel and believe and follow you and be a disciple of yours, Lord. In your name, Jesus. Amen. You have to bear with me. Uh, I'm not used to teaching in front of large crowds anymore. So, <laughs> Our little house church in Oak Ridge Estates is about 12 to 14 people on a good day. So, um, It's been a long time since I've been behind a podium as well. Uh, today I just wanted to share with you guys Jesus' model of discipleship. I see you guys have on your bulletin, I noticed that the last time I came to, that um, you guys value discipleship and you know have different statements of what it means to be a disciple. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over it a little bit more even and dig a little bit deeper and then how, look at how we can practically be solid disciples for Jesus and of Jesus. So I want everybody to close their eyes real quick. We'll do this... Uh, so nobody's embarrassed. I want everybody to be very truthful. I want everyone to raise your hand if you felt like you've made a disciple in your life. Alright? I want you guys to raise your hand if you feel like you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Okay, great. So, had a lot of hands on the second question, not so much on the first one. So, I'm just going to go over this again, the great commandment. Matthew 28 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So, what is our purpose and what is our job as Christians and disciples of Christ? to make disciples for the kingdom. And that is the final commandment that Jesus left us with before he ascended into heaven. Make disciples, be witnesses for the Father. So, what does it mean to be a disciple? Well, let's look at Matthew 4.19. Jesus is first calling his disciples in this little section here in Matthew. And um, after he's walking by and he sees the fishermen, 
And he says to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So, number one. First, to be a disciple. Oh, first is be a disciple of Jesus. Breaking that down. He says, follow me. Number one. He says that first. You cannot make disciples without first being a solid, strong follower and disciple of Jesus Christ. So, how do you do that? To be a good disciple, you have to be fat. I know that sounds weird. Bear with me. F, you have to be faithful, available, and teachable. So we want to make sure we're good and fat. So, faith is the basis of our relationship with Jesus Christ, right? First we believe, you know. Repent, ask for forgiveness. So faith is the first thing that we have to do. The basis of our relationship with Christ. And secondly, we have to be available. You have to carve out time for God, for Jesus, in prayer, in His Word. Because if you're not growing spiritually with Him, then He can't use the Holy Spirit to work through you. So you have to make time for Jesus, and you have to be in tune with Jesus to let Him grow you spiritually. And finally, you have to be teachable, which honestly I think is the hardest one of all, because being teachable plays a lot into our own pride, and that's something that gets in the way for a lot of us. So you have to humble yourself and admit that there's always something to learn that Jesus can always teach us something, that even new believers who have read something may have caught something that you didn't and can teach you even then. So, we got faithful, available, and teachable. So, first, we follow Jesus. We are a disciple of Jesus first and foremost because you cannot make a disciple for the kingdom without first being a disciple of Jesus. Secondly, we'll go back to that verse. Follow me. And then he said, I will make you. It is not ourselves that makes us into good followers of Jesus. Jesus makes us good followers of Jesus through His Spirit. If we're faithful, we're available, we're teachable, He will use the Holy Spirit to build us up, mature us spiritually, and then we will be able to, in turn, make those disciples that He's calling us to make. So it's not our power. I have no power here. I have no control. I, I can read Scripture. I can you know, do my best prayer, but without uh, actually believing and really taking in and meditating on Scripture and God's Word and being in tune with the Holy Spirit, I cannot grow maturely into a disciple of Christ without Him. He is the one that grows us into disciples. And three, 
Jesus says that he will turn us into fishers of men. That's kind of different. What he means by that is that he is including us in his great redemptive plan for the world. And to me, that's pretty big. See, after Christ ascends and he says, go and make disciples, it means the work's not over. The kingdom of God just now begins, and the ones who are going to carry it forward are Jesus' disciples, and in turn, 2,020 years later, (laughs) we are going to carry that mission forward. We are responsible for making disciples and growing the kingdom of our Lord Jesus. So, we follow him. He turns us into spiritually mature believers and disciples. And he lets us loose to make more disciples for his kingdom. And that's huge, because he didn't have to include us in that. And based on uh, our qualifications, we're, we're probably not the best candidates, really. You know, Jesus could have just, you know, stayed and probably made plenty more disciples himself. <laughs> but he let us be a big part of that. And to me, that is amazing. I, I, I'm very humbled by the fact that our Lord, our Creator, has let us be a part of his plan to carry his gospel forward. So, now, a little more practically, how did Jesus make disciples? So, we see in the Gospels three different things that I think that Jesus really did very well with his disciples and other believers around. Number one, he was very intentional. So, number one, you want to be very intentional about disciple-making. This means that in every situation, you want to be on mission for the gospel and for the kingdom. You want to always be thinking about, who can I disciple? Who do I come into contact with regularly? Who can I share the gospel with? Because making a disciple starts at conversion all the way until that person is spiritually matured enough to make their own disciples. So, got to be intentional. Got to be on missions. Actually, in Matthew, in the Great Commandment, as it says, go therefore, in the Greek it actually is translated better as, as you are already going. So while we are living life, we should be intentional about making disciples. In our jobs, uh, the cashier you meet in the grocery store every week, um, some of your friends at school, Anywhere you're at, you should be thinking about being on mission with Jesus and for Jesus, for his kingdom. Secondly, I think Jesus was extremely relational. And we all know that church does not just happen here in this building. We, the people, are the church of Jesus. We are the church that should be out on mission all the time. Christianity started as a movement. 
and it should continue as a movement. That's why nowadays we see a lot of church churches you know, dying and this and that because um, we've set up buildings and we say come and see instead of go and tell. So uh, as the people of Jesus and disciples of Jesus, we should be like him on the move. Jesus never stayed in one place very long. He was very in tune with the Father. He was in prayer a lot and always asking him where to go. Trust me, if he would have stayed in one spot, Jesus would have had the biggest megachurch in the world. <laughs> he always, always kept moving forward because he knew that the Father had him on a mission to go into all of these different areas. And Jesus told the disciples to go and be on mission for his kingdom. And that's what they did. That's why we're all sitting here today. Those 12 guys, man, they were really good at making disciples, that's for sure, because we're all still sitting here today. And being relational, Jesus lived life with these guys. I don't personally believe that church is something you should attend once a week and go home and never think about it again. Church is a family. And we are all brothers and sisters in Christ and under Christ. And we should share our lives together. In Acts, it describes the church as listening to the teachings from the apostles and sharing meals together and being together and sharing their, their things, the material possessions they had to help each other grow and to help the church grow. So we should be very relational. You should want to spend time with the church and with the unchurched, believe it or not. <laughs> so, Jesus, very relational, very intentional. Lastly, he had a very reproducible process. He modeled how to make disciples to these guys so when Jesus gets to the end of this uh, book of Matthew before he goes up to heaven, he tells them, make disciples, and it wasn't like, hmm, how do we do that, Jesus? There's no follow-up question. These guys knew. They've seen it. They've been on mission with Jesus, being discipled by Jesus. They know what it looks like to make disciples. And Paul later has... Timothy, disciple of his, and he writes to him, tells him to be leading churches in certain ways. And Peter had his disciples, and John, even in his old age, had Polycarp. So all of these guys had disciples that they were working with, and those guys discipled people, and the church grew because of that. We had spiritually mature Christians who carried this message for 2,000 years now. So, it has to be a reproducible process. And to me, intentionality is first. Secondly, I think Christians need to be transparent. And that's something that uh, we're not all very good at. Because the world tells us the complete opposite. 
you hide your weaknesses, you hide your failures, you want to look good, you want to impress, you want to be the best, when all reality we all struggle with lots of things and our lives are never really perfect, especially now, look at COVID, I mean we're all struggling in some form or fashion, COVID makes you know, being with the church very difficult. And if there's anything Jesus and Paul and Peter and all of these guys promised is that we were going to suffer and go through trials together. <laughs> so, in transparency, when we use our testimonies to share the gospel and admit our weaknesses and failures, I believe that God and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, works through that to drive that gospel message home. So transparency is really important when it comes to making disciples. And then we're going to go back to being fat. (laughs) We're going to be fat, and the people that we disciple are going to need to be fat, faithful, available, and teachable. So we got to be disciples of Christ, and then we're going to find people who are faithful, available, and teachable. And we can find people who are faithful who just don't have time, and they can't meet with you, and that's going to make it very difficult. Or you're going to find people who are faithful and available, but don't exactly have the humility to be teachable. So it is important when you agree to disciple someone, that the relationship goes both ways, that you are faithful with each other, you carve out available time for each other, and you make sure that you're both openly able to be taught. And America, our pride is pretty high most of the time, so sometimes that last one is the one that I personally run into the most with people. (laughs) Uh, Being teachable is very difficult. Being teachable myself is very difficult. I, I try to stay humble, but sometimes I think I know everything that I'm doing, and then you know, God really shows me that I don't in big ways. Trust me. <laughs> so, we follow the great commandment that Jesus left us with by first being a disciple of His, letting Him teach and mold us through the Holy Spirit, and making disciples ourselves who can then make more disciples. So I want you guys, and I'm challenging you guys, it's on your bulletin. I see it. The, the mission statement is there. The qualifications, the steps to being a good disciple maker are there. I want to challenge you guys to evaluate your relationship first with Jesus. Are you being a good disciple of Jesus Christ? Are you faithful? Are you carving out time to be with the Lord? Are you teachable? Are you humbling yourself to admit that there's always something to learn? God's Word is alive. The Holy Spirit works through it. And it can teach us new things every day. And secondly, I want you to look at your life and ask yourself if you're following that great commandment. Are you making disciples so that our church here in America does not die? Because it's declining fast. And the leading statistic says that only 7% of church growth are new Christians. 
The other 93% are just Christians leaving old churches and going to new churches. So we have to make sure that we're following this great commandment and following Jesus' model of discipleship, being very intentional, being relational, because the church is a family, y'all. We have to open up, be transparent, have fun, laugh a lot, make mistakes together, and we have to love each other. Jesus said, this is how you'll know that you're, this is how people will know that you're my disciples, that you love one another the way that he loved us. It's in a very extreme and a very sacrificial love. And uh, I'm pretty sure if people really started seeing that out of the Christians here in America, the church wouldn't be declining the way that it is. I think it'd be growing exponentially. Because if we all love one another, then people will know that we are disciples of Christ. And it's actually funny. Another thing, the word Christian, by the way, is actually only used three times in the New Testament. Just three. The word disciple and different variations of it is actually used over 270 times. So, it, I like to think of myself as a disciple first and foremost. Christian actually became more of a derogatory term that people were making fun of these guys for the type of sacrificial and crazy love that they had for people. So, I think if we're disciples, and like Paul, Peter, John, all of these guys, great disciples. Timothy, discipled great, and made tons more disciples. This great movement of the church has to continue. God is letting us be a part of His redemptive plan, and it's not over yet. It's not over until He returns. So there's plenty of time, and we have time to follow this commandment, to get it out to all the nations. Now, not all of us can go to other countries and preach, or we can't always send money, but we can be in prayer for other countries. And we can make disciples right here, right where we are, here in Oak Ridge, here in Knoxville. You can make disciples flipping burgers at McDonald's. I guarantee it. You can make disciples anywhere. You just have to be intentional and relational. And you have to disciple people in a way where they can go out and do it themselves. Which means simplicity. You don't have to have a theological degree. There's no professional Christians out there. This is a calling to all of Jesus' disciples to go, therefore, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I want to go back to that. Here's the best part of all. The last part of that verse says, I am with you always to the end of the age. You're never making disciples alone. Jesus sent His Spirit. He is with us. He is in us. He gives us the power to do this. And when we humble ourselves and are teachable, He works through us to make these disciples. There's nothing great or fancy about it. It's just being faithful, being intentional.
being teachable. And God is letting us be a part of this. And it's huge. And he's going to return one day, and he's going to call up all of his believers with him, and then we are going to be with him for eternity. And I sit here and I look at our own country, our own world right now, and it scares me a little bit. But I also know that he's with me till the end of the age. And I have him, and I know he's coming back, and I know that he died on that cross for me and for anyone who can hear his gospel. So we should be taking it to as many people as possible. I want to have so many brothers and sisters in Christ in this world that I can't even count them all. I mean, <laughs> I want the world to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want the world to listen and be disciples. And unfortunately, if we don't figure out how to be disciples and how to make disciples, we're going to have a huge problem because we're not following Jesus' plan very well. And if we don't, our churches are going to die, and we're not going to get more people into eternity with us. We're going to lose family members. We're going to lose people that we love because we, we don't share the gospel. And at the first sign of trial or suffering, we fall away from the faith because we haven't discipled people into spiritual maturity to have the strength to get through that and the relational love as a family of church members, to carry each other through that. So today, again, challenge you all, evaluate where you are in your relationship with Jesus. And secondly, evaluate whether or not you're truly following this commandment. Because it's the big one. And we need to follow the commandments of God, of our Lord. I just want to pray for you guys right now that you guys will be able to move forward with this and maybe change your thinking a little bit and you can read through the Gospels again and just pay attention to how Jesus discipled these guys and just through transparency and relational love for one another. Lord, I just want to pray that you take this church here in Oak Ridge and you create a movement out of it, Lord. I want to see so many people hear your gospel and come to know you and come to this church or their other local churches around here, just somewhere that they can be in a family of believers that loves each other and loves you, Lord, and wants to make disciples and be on movement for you so that we can grow your kingdom and have more brothers and sisters in the eternal kingdom, Lord. I pray that we humble ourselves enough to know that we always need to be taught, that there's always something to learn, and that you always definitely have things to teach us, Lord. And I pray that you just remind everyone that everyone's a disciple. Everyone who's a believer is a disciple, should be disciple-making, in that... You're with us, always. We're not alone. We don't do it alone. We have other believers to help us, disciple people in groups. 
I just pray that you'll carry us all forward and give us the power to do these things, Lord. And again, I thank you so much for dying on that cross in our place for our sins and offering forgiveness and eternal life with you in that kingdom, Lord. In your name, Jesus. Amen.